Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oh, there's an echo now. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, we're going to hang out for a little bit and uh, wait till maybe Sousa can get his audio sorted out. Um, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Sousa's broke. Yes. Uh, the Caleb podcast. Great. Yep. That's me. Um, how's everybody doing today? Happy Friday, finally. Uh, I just got back from the gym. Um, I did some Sentinel programming today. It was, what was it? A clean, power cleans, front squats into a push jerk, and then load to a heavy double of some uh, squat cleans, split jerks, and then, which totally fried me, dude. I'm not very good at uh, doing the doing the old squat cleans, you know. Got a lot of a lot of distance to cover. He's Knees are really, really long. Try to hard to navigate. You know what I mean? Uh, so did that. Uh, my wife works out with me too. So every morning that she's not working, we just get to work out together, which is awesome. Nice to have somebody to do all that stuff with, especially since normally she's working all the time. You know, uh, stay, stay at home husband vibes, you know, dual income, no kids. It's pretty nice. But uh, yeah, we were training for a little bit. We did that that strength session. After that, we really only have time for like an hour of training. So that's why we do the Sentinel 60. Gives us enough time to just kind of enjoy training for a little bit. We don't have really, since we're working on this house, it's hard to uh, find time to train other than an hour. So I uh, did the strength session. Legs were fried, uh, especially after ye- yesterday we did the sandbag, or I did the sandbag workout because the wife was working. So my legs are a little toast. Um, after that, then he had like a, it was kind of like a muscle-up cycling type workout. Three ring muscle-ups and a heavy power clean. Um, I don't normally do ring muscle-ups because I just never have rings. But uh, I did it and actually did them all in broken, which was kind of a, was a win for me. I've never been able to do ring muscle-ups very well. So that was cool. Um, it's probably because I lost weight. I know that I know by so, some people think that's a that's a cheat code if you lose weight. You lose weight, you uh, just kind of uh, get better at gymnastics, if you will. I've seen some some people out there saying, hey, don't lose weight. It's not good. It's cheat code. You don't want to lose weight too much because then you're, uh, you're cheating, on, cheating on everybody. And Am I working? Oh, you're working. Beautiful. I was just telling everybody about how. Oh, what about now? What? Okay, you're good now. Okay. Uh, I was just telling everybody about how if you lose weight, it's a cheat code to get better at gymnastics. So, uh, you know, uh, there's some people out there, some misconceptions, if you will, saying that if you do lose weight, you know, it's, it's not good for you. You should just build the muscle mass first. Well, if you have a shitload of extra, extra weight on your body, let's say some, some stored fat cells, if you will, uh, you should probably lose some weight first. Then, then maybe you'll be good at, uh, handstand pushups and ring muscle ups and bar muscle ups and things of the like. Um, but yeah, I did. 
hold on. Do these people, can you can people hear me? I'm hearing like I still don't have audio. You guys cannot hear me at all. I don't know what is. Up I can hear you. You can hear me though, right? I can okay. totally hear you. No, the audience cannot hear you. Can you go on your YouTube real quick and see if you can hear me so I can get some better feedback? Oh, you can totally hear you. Yeah, you're good. Okay. These people yeah, are just yeah. fucking with me now? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Fuck those guys. All right. Okay. Sorry about that, Kev. I was getting panicked right, for a minute. You're good. Um, Glad yeah, to have dude. you back. I was just going to go on Thanks. a tirade about fat people again. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know what happened. Um, I had to restart my computer. It's the first time that that's ever happened in any show I've ever done. But it sounds like it's just going to be one of those days. I went to the gym and the iPad had like reset itself and it needed a passcode. And we didn't know what the passcode was. But luckily, I hooked up <laughs> Bluetooth. Uh, to my phone so we could still have some music because the worst thing with uh, thrusters and bar facing burpees is uh, no music so mm. i mm. didn't say it was your fault i didn't say it was your fault i didn't say you said you said you set the passcode and didn't tell anybody i didn't tell him that i didn't say that at all <laughs> all righty guys happy friday welcome everybody um robbie what's up renta how you doing good morning amy good morning mad marv in the house dog what's going down okay um, so I had a couple plans for today, Kib. You probably saw those notes that I had on there. And then like last minute I was thinking, um, last night before I went to bed and today I was like, I wonder if we should real quickly, um, and by real quickly, I mean, probably the whole show talk about CrossFit, the good fight. Have you ever seen that, uh, uh, video before? Maybe it's, it's, it's an not old one. It's an old one, dude. Hey, let me, um, I'm going to send it to you real quick. I'll throw it on that doc. Okay. Uh, and let me just get my shit together here. So, all right. You see how I like to uh, organize these, huh? Yeah, it's good. I, try, I tried to keep them, keep them nice and fancy. First off, thank you to CA Peptides, uh, CA Hormones. If you guys haven't already, go to capeptides.com. Use code SEVON and become awesome. Also, Paper Street Coffee. You know it. You love it. It's the best coffee out there. And Gabe is absolutely just exploding. I think 2024 is going to be his year in a huge way. I think it's going to be all of our years in a huge way. Also, BirthFit, please go there. They had sent us um, something a while back, and uh, I do believe you get a certain percentage off on the consultation. So if you guys are uh, freaking out, if you or the missus are um, going to be expecting soon, uh, you can head on over there. And just give me one moment. Um, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, you could over there. Yes, you could use code Sevon and you get a discount off their consultation, 20% off. So if you go Sevon, you get 20% off your consultation. That seems to be where the uh, moneymaker is as far as information for people to get. And that seemed to be really uh, popular for BirthFit. So please go over there <clears throat> and check that out. And also, if you haven't, I was going to post it before this show, but things got hectic with our virtual giveaway. So if... um. If you guys want to attend the CrossFit for Health Summit and you can't get yourself there physically, you could still do it virtually. And all you got to do is to know why CrossFit is awesome. And then uh, you got to go down to the thing and read all the details, though. Okay, so go down to the thing and read all the details. And then lastly, Caleb, I know you've seen them. The little snippets that we're getting back from uh, Rios and Will based on the uh based on at the Wadapalooza with uh Jason, um Dallin, Ricky, and Colton. I am so freaking stoked Dude. for you guys to see what they have working on. It is absolutely insane. This is a game changer. This is a real game changer. So if you ever watched like uh 
as it, I guess usually like mainstream sports, you know, like the NFLs and the NBAs and stuff where they have like the mic'd up dude. And it's usually like some random lineman who just like has time to talk and they're usually just bullshitting the whole time. Yeah. That's what it's like, but it's like 10 times better. Dude. <laughs> it's so, so much sick. better than, yeah, it's great. You yeah. guys are going to love it. And thank you for, uh, where was it? I just saw it. Oh my goodness. Today is not the day for that. Caleb, solid work on the opener. Yes, solid work. <laughs> Caleb and I was freaking out because I was like, I don't think if somebody else isn't in the studio, I can't reboot my computer without losing the show. Oh, so, yeah, good point. not all heroes point. wear capes. Thank you very much, Caleb, for um bailing us out once again. Uh, I think I mischaracterized my mole. This is from Sevon. I've been told it's a wart. <laughs> okay, really, guys, everybody take a deep breath. The man is okay. All right. And also, too, um, uh, he's traveling up to Idaho, for those of you that don't know. And it is a treacherous route out there. And um, <clears throat> Zevon is still stuck. We have made it to the def- destination. So you guys are stuck with Caleb and I again today. And uh, we're going to have we're going to have some fun. Um, wait, what did it what did someone say? Uh, can we do a poll? How long we should keep it private for members? One week, two weeks, forever. Oh, well, seeing as most of these people are members, they're probably to say for forever. Yeah, let's go like pull up there. How long do we keep it private for members? We'll let the members decide because this is a democracy and you have a voice here on the Sevon podcast. And we want you to feel seen and be heard. No liberty here, but it is a democracy. <laughs> you don't have liberty with these documentaries. You only have democracy here. Yeah, so there um, we go. Let's... <clears throat> okay, so we have our... Uh... We're getting our poll up here. Somebody said zero. Non-members don't get a vote. <laughs> Can we do? Oh, I wonder if we could do that. Just, just for just members. Members only member. polls. Members only vote. One week, please. I love you, but I'm poor. <laughs> Fair enough, Craig. I appreciate that. In your stuff, it will be free. Even the behind the scenes, February fifteenth, they will be free yeah. as well. Um. RB, can I clean CFL's parking lot for membership? If you live that close, do you have an L1? I'm always looking for coaches. Like we talked about the last show, you just have to be a good dude that really cares about the people that they're working in front of. And I'll teach you the rest. Albert will teach you the rest. We'll get you squared away. If you live that close, let me know. Um, Caleb, what year did you start the Open? Oh, man. What was your first Open? Um, It was 20... Hmm. 14? 15? 14 okay. or 15. Yeah. 2014 or 15. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a minute, man. So I got, uh, I saw this, this popped up. Um, this was Dan Bailey versus Scott Pancheck. This was in 2013. This was oh, 13.1. Um, these were the open announcements and this is why the open mattered. Not only as you went to the games, but this is why if you're going to use the games as a marketing tool for CrossFit and for the open, you have to do it in this manner. And so for those of you guys that are just looking at this, what we're seeing on screen here is it's Dan Bailey, Scott Pancheck in their freaking prime, baby, head to head facing off inside of an affiliate. They're inside an affiliate. There's a big crowd behind them. It's all set up. Dave Castro would come out, dramatically announce what the workout's going to be. And uh, we have cadence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 13.2 is dramatic pause. Burpees and <laughs> Um, 
So this is uh, this is them inside an affiliate, and this is what made it super special because this would travel from affiliates all over the world, all over the country. We'd have two athletes that were, I think they usually picked the top 10 from the game season prior um, or just picked good matchups. I'm not exactly sure how they picked them, but they always picked awesome people to go head to head. And then we got to watch them inside an affiliate do the workout, and then you get to do it right afterward right and that's what for me made it super special was the fact that it was inside an affiliate they got to celebrate with their communities you got to see dave castro announce it um you got to see two awesome athletes go head to head it was awesome and so anyhow i'll just play a little bit of this here on his 30th rep right here at 165 hits it he's moving to bailey still has five snatches left this is all adrenaline. It's 10 burpees. He knows in his head already. His speed is faster. You guys remember this workout? It was the uh, burpees and snatches. We to get him done, but we don't get to get him, get him done too fast. That 210 pound snatch for these guys, both having such a 270 plus. Didn't they do a redo with this? So they did. So with one of the first opens was seven minutes of burpees. Do you remember that? And then yep. <clears throat> one year, 2011, they just had the snatch ladder. So it was 30 snatches at 75 pounds, 30 snatches at 135, 30 snatches at 165, and then as many reps as possible uh, in 10 minutes. This was a 10-minute AMRAP. Many reps as possible at 210. And that was when we had the uh, Dan Bailey Rich Retroning uh, face-off inside Tennessee Tech University yep. with uh, yep. Dave like marking the reps on the ground with chalk. Every time I see that still this day, it gives me like this cringe as somebody who has cleaned a lot of gym floors in my time. Because that chalk's got magnesium. That shit just doesn't come out super easy like sidewalk chalk. That's a no. whole different ball game to clean. For you affiliate owners or anybody who cleans a gym floor, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and so that was a really cool workout because in 2011, they had the snatch in 10 minutes. In 2012, they had the seven minutes of burpee. In 2013, we got to see the combination of that. So we put together the seven minutes for the burpees, the 10 minutes for the snatch. You got a 17-minute uh, um, AMRAP. And then I think actually the number of burpees that was there was kind of like the average burpees uh, that was completed in the seven minutes. So it was a really cool combination. <clears throat> it would be awesome to talk to Dave about how he thought about some of those workouts. And if he programmed that snatch one, the burpee one in the combination of them all at the same sitting, and then knew that he was going to use that consecutively for the next three years. Um, oftentimes when I'm programming for the affiliate, if I find a good combination that I like, um, maybe a couplet or something like that, I'll do what I call a sister workout to it. So it'll be, some, it'll be the same format, same time domain, same rep scheme but I'll switch around the uh, movements a little bit. So they're just a little bit different than the ones from, from before. And I kind of like to uh, to do that. Um, let's, I also, let's, I think I got the phone lines open. So if any of you guys want to chime in today, um, we will have that on here in just one moment. Hopefully that works better than how everything else has been going from this point forward. Okay. Yeah, doing pretty here. good. Looks like a, oh. about a week. people think about a week is about good. So, okay. Some, some, some people say forever, but you know, almost yeah, percent say about a week. So, look at those forevers, man. You guys must be rich. They don't care. They're like, I'm gonna leave my membership on for forever, as you should. So, if you haven't already, go become a CEO, become a member, get early access to behind the scenes and all the other cool stuff we have coming out. And um, I think we're gonna try to continue to do cool stuff like this into the future. So. You're going to wish you were a CEO member if you aren't already. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's do this before we get into that champ paper thing. Let's go to emotional control, Jocko. 
I just wanted to play this real quick. Um, because I think this is something that I know I think about a lot, which is as problems come your way, as things come up in life, you know, how, how much control do you have over your uh, reaction to that? And can you switch from a reaction to a response? So the more space you could have to the inputs that are coming in, my car got a flat tire, the passcode got changed, and then we had no music at the gym, and how, how I could choose how to respond to that versus just reacting to it. Okay, rock it out. Your temper is a weakness. It's a weakness. It's a weakness to lose your temper. When you lose your temper, you're showing everyone around you that you can't control yourself, that you can't control your emotions. And if you can't control your emotions, how can you control anything? It's immature. It messes up your decision-making process. When you're getting all emotional, all freaked out about something, you're losing your mind. You're not going to make good decisions. And everybody sees that and everybody knows it. So what you have to do is stay calm, take a step back, take a breath, get control of yourself, and then proceed forward. Losing your temper is a yeah. so <clears throat> I could tell we got a uh, I could tell we got a lot of Jocko fans by the comments going down. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the message is important though, and when things happen, a lot of things happen to us in life. The ability to create some space between what has happened and, and your reaction to it, I think, is one of the uh, most important skills you could continue to develop. And if you're like me, you definitely aren't perfect at it by any means. But if you're conscious of it and intentional. I think that it, that space in that area begins to grow. Yesterday, I did the I I, I blew up on my dog. It was pretty pretty <laughs> bad. I just started like I was mad. So she's been doing this thing. So I just have this stack of uh, drywall that I need to like use to. I, I'm I'm using it. It's just been sitting here. Uh huh. And but there are also like small pieces of drywall that have like fallen off from like when I'm cutting it or using it for other stuff, and I haven't cleaned them up just because this whole place is a mess and that's just not really my priority right now. Yeah. But I also bring my dog down here just because I don't want her to be by herself up in my in-law's house because she gets bored and she wants to play and do all that stuff. Uh, but she comes down here and then, but then she also gets bored down here while I'm working. She doesn't want to like lay down and sleep. So then she'll start walking around and finding pieces of drywall <laughs> and like eating them. And so she just starts like, paint chips just starts eating fucking drywall and so yesterday i was so so fucking fed up with it i started i just yelled at her i was like what the fuck are you doing you're gonna kill yourself like if you don't stop fucking eat. like like as this i was talking to a person yeah yeah i wouldn't talk to a person like that but i was like what was happening was me talking to a person and so she looked at me and then she like put her ears back and like went and laid down i was like <laughs> and then felt bad yeah within <laughs> half a second i was like damn <laughs> Feel bad. Sorry. Stop being the fucking drywall. <laughs> Not a taxidermy deer. My strange addiction dog it dog edition. Dude, that, that was the first thing I thought of. If I don't know if you guys ever seen that show, but some people are fucking crazy and like pull the hair off their skin and like eat it. Or like the one lady that like ate soap or bits of toilet paper and stuff. And they were like, You can't do that anymore. You're going to die. Yeah. And they keep on doing it. There's some deep-seated fucking mental illness going on if you're constantly eating um toilet my paper. dog's mentally ill so sleeky my husband was shooting his bow at a course and met jocko who was doing the same said he was super friendly and a cool guy yeah so suck it all right he is super cool i met him too at a at a jujitsu camp in maine when they did that origin camp yeah and yeah. Uh, 
super cool. Really small though, small guy. Yeah. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Are you safe? Are you in a safe location? Okay, good. The, the yeah, people were worried. They saw Caleb and I again. They were like, fuck, what's going down? They, they should. They, they, they're in good hands. Okay. They're in good hands. They should be worried, dude. It's crazy. This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Some of the pictures you were sending me back, that, that, you know, that looks scary. I'm such a California boy. We were on the road yesterday. I think I told you for almost five hours and we saw four cars and that's because everyone else knew not to go on the road. <laughs> You're the only one's like, wow, look, it's all clear. And then the thought dawns on you. Wait a minute. <clears throat> um, I, I wanted that Jocko subject is something I used to talk. We used to talk about in the, I don't know, in the early days of the podcast all the time. And especially when you have, when you have kids, yeah. when you lose control, all you're doing is showing your kids that uh, losing control is a coping mechanism. That's mm. all you're doing. Mm. Absolute, absolutely the worst thing you can do is lose control around your kids. Always take a deep breath. And I, I, I should fucking write a book. But the, the key to uh, raising a kid is always taking a deep breath and creating space and watching and never go with your first, uh, your gut instinct. Yeah. Always make space. And, and that's the thing with most things in life. Just take a huge, big fucking deep breath and let the first uh, reaction uh, go by. Yeah. Are you, and you're referring like to anger right now, right? But it, does that also apply to like other emotions as well? Uh, I, I think so. Or, or if you are going to let yourself go loose and just be reactionary, just be aware of it. Try to have that sort of that out of body experience Yeah. and try to be like, okay, I'm just, and that's the sports phenomenon, right? That's when you're like you are in autopilot mode, but then you're all, then you become the observer. Mm, mm. That's what kind of like doing the podcast is like when you're in the zone. When right. you get in the zone, you're like, holy shit, who is this talking? <laughs> I I think about it because when I think back, I think it, like my mom was always a stress case, and like it's funny even dealing with technology. Yesterday we had to move QuickBooks off of like a desktop onto online, and this was a big big leap for us at the uh, Sousa household. And every time she would click a button, there was like this. Oh, like she was like she would get so intense about it and i'm like relax like why are we reacting this yes. way to clicking every button yes. right yes and i think you're yes. we all know those people we all know those people who are reacting to everything they're basically just unconscious they just react they're like flies flying flying from one pile of shit to another do you feel that space over time the space between what's happening and your ability to to respond to it do you feel that grow at all or is it just a comp for you personally and is it just a constant yeah, battle it has to, to be cultivated constant yeah. battle has to always be cultivated the second you let your guard down i equate it to being like imagine being in, the, in trapped in a room with a cobra mm. you would never take your eyes off the cobra you wouldn't start thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow yeah, that's what con con to stay conscious is like that. You have to be fucking vigilant on that level, man. And it is hard. And you could go and you could go days of being unconscious and then become conscious. Yeah. And the brain. I mean, I, yeah. And then, and you know, the brain, someone will say, hey, dude, you're unconscious. And you'll wake up for a split second and say, no, I'm not. And then just go right back to fucking sleep. <laughs> I think the, the, brain, the brain's fascinating like that, the way it, it, it it defends itself. It defends staying in the matrix and staying asleep. Why is that? It's just a coping mechanism, you think? Ask the Christians. It's their God that did that to us. <laughs> 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 hey, so what is your uh, what is your plan for the rest of the day today? Like, are you on the road right now? Are we? Are you making some headway? Do you feel confident you're going to make it to destination? I do. 
I want to bring up two more subjects. Uh, Dan yes. Thiessen, uh, um, Dan Thiessen, I appreciate you concerned about my, my driving dome, um, yeah. about my journey. Um, Dan Thiessen tomorrow, we had him on the podcast and I'm supposed to call him tomorrow when he's riding the assault bike. I think he's going to ride the assault bike for, I, I don't know, some ungodly time, right? He's going yeah. for like 12 million calories and he's raising the money for orphans in, um, uh, in Haiti. I think it's his brother's project. And I am not a fucking charity guy. I fucking hate charity. What I like to do is I like to reward everyone around me for hard work. Mm. Everyone. That's how I like to vote with my dollars. Right. So like the guy at the, at the table brings crayons for my kids, his tip goes up. You yep. know what I mean? You're rewarding contribution. Start, but, You're rewarding contribution. Yes. Just, yes, yes. Always reward. And then, and then always do my part just constantly. But I had this guy, Dan Thiessen, on my show, and God, man, his, his I, I don't know how to say it. You won't hear words like this out of, superficial words like this out of my mouth very often, but his heart was so pure. Mm. It was, I, re- I really like this guy, and he's an affiliate owner, and you guys know how I feel about affiliates. I think they're epicenters of just good shit in every community. Yep. I think if you were ever felt like donating some money somewhere, donate it to a fucking affiliate. Why? Because those things breed good, good outcomes for entire communities. They lessen the burden on every aspect of civilization to people who go to a CrossFit gym. Uh, the hospitals, uh, we all know CrossFitters are nicer. They help more people. They're more confident. They smile more. In, in every, They're more conscious. In every aspect of life, people who participate in that scene are better uh, for humanity. Mm-hmm. And I know someone's going to be like, well, I knew this one guy who went to a gym who molested a kid. Yeah, well, they're still human. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? They're yeah. still fucking human. Right, right. There's always one ding dong in there that wants to like point out the one thing. Well, well my, my gym painted over the handicap spot. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> but, but they also uh, help 12 people lose hundred pounds. Right. And so I just want to say tomorrow, if, if we can, if we do a show tomorrow, I want to try to remember to call Dan Thiessen when he's on the assault bike. Yeah. And, and we all cheer him on. Okay. I got there's him. also something else. There's an affiliate, there's an affiliate owner. I think her name is Laura Connor and she has a GoFundMe page. And I, and I, and once again, I'm going against all my, all my beliefs. I don't want my, my platform to become an obituary or a fundraiser place or any of that uh, shit. But this lady was on the show and she is an affiliate owner. And I do believe we're a tribe or a cult or whatever you want to call it, call it. And she's been diagnosed with cancer and she has a GoFundMe page. Okay. So if someone has a, a, a bend that they, that they feel like they want to donate money or they want to help a good cause. I fully support her. She's an amazing woman. She was a great guest and, uh, and, and, and she's doing the work that we all know is important, which is, uh, she has a place that's called the CrossFit affiliate that we know is a cure for the world's most vexing problem. And that's Lauren Connor. You said, or Laura Connor. Yeah. Or Laura, Laura Connor. Laura and I Connor. think I okay. put the link in my story. I think her, the link to the GoFundMe page is in my story. Okay. I see Caleb kind of typing away now. So we'll bring her up on, on screen and, and point everybody at that. So they could go check that out. And then finally, thank you for letting me jump onto your platform this morning, Mr. Um, <laughs> You're a good uh, dude, you know? <laughs> and, and finally, um, or actually, I have two more things. Yeah. Um, the, the thing you brought up yesterday about socialism and about people taking pride in their, in their, in their, you know, in their own shit. Yes. You will never see a coffee cup behind someone's toilet in their house ever because it's their house. 
that every gas station between California and Coeur d'Alene, you will see a piece of toilet paper, a coffee cup, something stupid. Yep. Behind the toilet. Yep. It's somebody else's Anyone job. Anyone who thinks so, anything. Yes, it's someone else's job. No one takes pride in anything unless it's their own. That's why when you become an adult and you finally have kids, when you pull up to your house, you do that weird shit that you saw your dad do as a kid. You didn't understand. He walks around and picks up the cigarette buds and the little pieces of trash in front of the house. Yep. Because he gives a shit. Taking ownership of that area. His kids are going to be there. You're going to be there. And, and anyone who doesn't understand that, anyone who doesn't understand that, you have a character flaw. You've never actually owned anything and you mm. don't understand how humans work. Mm. Mm. Which, you do not understand how, how humans work and you need to fix that. Yeah, that's an internal thing. Not, this, 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 is, this, is a true, this is a truth we're talking about. Yep. Hey, I have this theory based... And you, just think of how you treat rental cars versus your own car. There's places you park rental cars that you would never park your own car. Yeah, we don't give a shit. <laughs> you, you park it right, right next to it, bang the door as you get out of the, the car onto the pole. It don't matter, right. right? And also, remember, there's all of these people in humanity who say dumb shit like, this is, this is the dumbest. This is the, this is the, the Trudeau special. It's okay. They, they're too harsh to that kid who stole that six-pack of beer from Safeway. The corporations have insurance. You fucking idiots. We all pay for that. Yep. If, 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 you can't even make one exception. Cash is human energy. Every time someone steals, they're stealing your time on planet Earth. We've, that's our, that's our contract we have with each other that we've decided that these little pieces of paper are, uh, um, tantamount to our time on planet earth, which is the most valuable thing we have. The second most valuable thing we have is money mm -hmm. because we've allowed it to be that way. And I'm cool with that. Right. It's what allows us to operate. It's, and, and so I'll even t take it to this Israeli-Palestinian thing or this open border thing. For any of you who are trying to make like, hey, we shouldn't be killing the kids or we shouldn't be doing that, just think of it this way. If someone came into your house and stabbed your wife in your bed, you wouldn't stop until every single one of those people was dead. Mm. And your advice to the people who are in your house would be to run. So if you were the parents of the kids who are robbing this house, you would tell them one thing, run. And if you have any problems with the, what's going on in Palestine and Israel, all the protests would be to Egypt to open the border to let those people out. And I know I've told the story before, but the only reason why I'm here today is because my family ran and because my wife's family ran. Mm. And people helped them run. Ellis Island helped them run. Legally, the English ships that pulled up. The, yes, the English ships that pulled up along the side of the of uh, 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 that uh, helped the Armenians escape when the Turks were massacring them. That's the only reason why I'm here. And finally, finally, I'd like to say this: it is it, it is time for Matt Souza to have his own show. No, oh, jeez. Right, write in the comments if you agree. Not the not the chat, but the comments. It's time. It's time Monday mornings. Or some, some, or Monday afternoons, or there needs to be uh, a Matt Souza show on the Sell On podcast. That's it. That's all. Well, thank you, thank you for that, and thank you for your contributions yeah. this morning. It's time. It's hey, time. Dude, I have yeah, Jesse Waters and Gutfeld. We'll be the we're going to be the new combo. I love it. I Caleb, love it. Caleb can be the black. Caleb can be the black guy in the five. <laughs> Robbie Myers says he disagrees. Yeah, he disagrees. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I got a David Weed fuck no, which we all know that's his love language. That's David's love. Yeah, language. yeah. So really, he's saying hold on, no. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm gonna go inside my head and punch David for a second okay, because he okay. lives rent free in my head. <laughs> okay, got him. Got him. Kick his oh, ass out. Him. He fucked up. Yeah, I just I just punched him in the kidney. He'll be down. He won't be commenting for a few minutes. Yeah. Hey, to your point about I I so I read this book a while back about Disneyland, and one of the things they wanted is it to be like ultra clean, right? Like super clean. So they started to do this study about how far away they had to put trash cans from each other to get people to never litter, never just drop their thing on the ground right because we all know you do it at the ballpark yeah. you go to a baseball game you just throw your shit under a seat you're at the movie theater you're probably yeah. the asshole that just leaves yeah. your popcorn bag underneath there so they were like hey we yeah. put out more trash cans and we put them closer in proximity more people will throw something away and then they realized that that didn't even help because it doesn't matter how many fucking trash cans you put on you have two different types of individuals and the individual that's always going to seek the trash can will seek the trash can whether they have to put the trash in their pocket or carry it for the next fucking mile to make sure it goes into a trash can and the individuals who wow. are just going to throw something on the ground are going to do it even if there's a trash can right fucking in front of them because there's a certain level of ownership there's a certain level of pride that you take there's a certain level of presentation and i don't mean in the way that you dress but in the way that you carry yourself and that comes yep. from the intention of your actions and your contribution because your head's on a swivel literally and figuratively in ways that you could contribute and to be a positive person unto everything around you, right? And so they ended yep. up, and by the way, the, the, the cap to that was they just had to hire a bunch of people with brooms and dustpans but <laughs> because that was the only way they could keep it that clean. But yeah, it's, it's 100%. Just, I just wanted to illustrate that point because even if you put things in front of these people that would help them make better decisions, it's, it's a whole internal thing. It has to come from inside of them. And for whatever reason, we're getting peppered with the shopping cart issue. Do you want to defend yourself on this real quick? People are saying the shopping cart oh, is... Like, putting the shopping cart away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I like it. It gives these guys something to do. Hey, it dude, gives that's, them something to do. That's job security. You're contributing to the person... Who's going out there to put those shopping carts back away? Without you, without you, man, they wouldn't have a job. Without people dropping the trash on the ground, thing. the people who pick up the trash wouldn't have a job either. That's right. That's why Disneyland here, hired here, a bunch of them. Here, here, here's the nuance that here's the nuance that people uh, don't understand. Hmm. I I bet you I put my shopping cart away more than all the listeners combined. Uh, uh, but here, because because and when they do it, they feel bad when they don't put it away. I don't feel bad when I don't put it away. I don't see it as a rule like that. I'm not, I'm not a social, I, I'm free. I do what I want to do. And, and these people see it as, as like some sort, like they believe it's like some sort of part of the social contract, right? <laughs> the part of the social contract is to not leave it in a parking space, to not let it run away, but to, to put it all the way back to the, to, to the corral or to back to the front of the store, not part of the social contract. Not, not even, not even a little bit. I just I understand that, and that's a nuance that people don't understand. It's like the same thing with the Coca Cola thing. Greg has nothing wrong with Coca Cola. All these people are like, Monster shouldn't be sponsoring the games. I couldn't disagree with them more. Everyone mm. in these more more boroughs should be sponsoring the games. The fact that you ask people to be disingenuous and unauthentic 
That's the part I don't like. I don't like the fact that we had to listen to fucking Brooke Wells for 10 years tell us that that shithole of a company that required their um, employees to take injections is the greatest shoe ever. And then now that they're not her sponsor, she won't be seen with any noble on her. It's that part that I don't like. I don't like the fact that LeBron James can't say, yeah, I take a billion dollars from Sprite a year, but you should know it's the number one killer of, of, of shortening the days of life of black people in this country. He can't say that. That's the part I disagree with. Yeah. And you guys, like someone, someone in the comments said, and, and Instagram wouldn't let me comment back, but on the Sevon podcast, they're like, hey, don't you think it's fucked up? You're supporting California peptides because it's illegal. I don't give a fuck what's illegal and not illegal. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. I'm, 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 I'm not dictated by that. And when, and they said, well, you wouldn't say anything bad about them. The fuck I wouldn't. I told you guys a million times I would never take TRT. Ever, ever, ever. And they kept giving me money. Just like Gabe sponsored the show. And I go, hey, dude, I don't drink your coffee. I only drink good dudes. And he goes, it doesn't matter. I still want to sponsor your show. Mm-hmm. And those are the relationships I want to have. Just authentic, real, on. I just want to be honest. I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to lie. Yeah. I want to be free. And so, and so for me, but I'm also okay with people putting that rule on themselves. Hey, I always, I like that discipline. I, I will always take the shopping cart back to the corral. But I also would, I would also, in my guesstimation, say that the people who do put their shopping cart back, 87% of you do it because you're afraid of what someone will think if you don't. Interesting. And, 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 and yeah, so there. <laughs> there it is. And, yeah. And, and, and another good point. I love it when someone didn't put their cart away and I pull my car up and there's one kicked up on the curb and I can just grab it right away. Thank you. I, that's because I have faith because that's because I'm more Christian than most of the Christian listeners because I have faith that every shopping cart is exactly where God wanted it. <laughs> All right. And there you have it. Any questions? There you have it. Right. No, well summed up. <laughs> I already laughed twice in the show, by the way. Great job. Hey, thank you. Appreciate that. A little panic yeah, this like, morning. I, but... and, I, and I like uh, Caleb's stories about abusing his dog. That's going to get us a lot of comments. A lot of hate. <laughs> I appreciate it. Already stories. got one. Already got one. Uh, there you go. How dare you yell at your dog? Oh, <laughs> the dog didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, it did. It fucking hey, and, and, and we'll, 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 we'll tie the two things in together about Jocko and the dog thing too. It's like people who get a, do- a dog and then it chews a pair of shoes and they lose control and get angry. Like, listen, motherfucker, every dog you bring into your house is chewing four pairs of shoes. You brought the dog into the house. You don't think a puppy or people who yell at their dogs for barking. Like, listen, like what, what? Yeah, Why did get a shot call? They chew shit and they bark. Yeah, they chew shit and they bark. That's what they. That's what they do. <laughs> you're you're retarded. Is it? Do we have that? Uh, uh sound bite. You're retarded. You're retarded. <laughs> I don't. So don't lose much. control. Take a deep. Take a deep breath. Just like another. I got. Got to put my shoes away. I got a puppy in the house. Yeah. See, look, Heidi's on it. She's saying you're you're the one leaving all the drywall over the place. Okay. Damn. Yeah, I, and, I'm aware of all of these things. And he I started the story at saying that, by the way. So I will, I need to defend Caleb here. He literally started the story saying it and then saying it was a priority and he knew it. He took ownership of that. that so. It's a me problem. I know it's a me problem. I was just really irritated by the fact that the, fucking, the plumbing is fucked up and I got to sort this thing out. And then the dog's over here chewing on drywall. So I decided to take my anger out on the dog. And there we I go. That. I know I did that. He's tree, he's triaging. Hey, Dan, I'm drinking out of your mug today. All right. Okay, guys. Okay. Thank you. Thank Love you. you, guys. All right. Be safe. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was good. Okay, so um, let me get rid of this comment there. 
Let's go ahead and uh, and all the way at the bottom of the notes we have Sean Strickland gives a fuck. Can I can I do one 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 comment, please? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, so there, yes, yes, yes. Guy, Paul Peters on okay. Facebook, and he's been really, really bad at his any any comment he's made towards me. Most of the comments he makes are towards me, which is kind okay. Of hold on, let's see. Uh, Paul Peters, Sea uh, Beaver seems like he has a sex dungeon in his basement where he holds circle jerk parties. Okay, this you told the- me you weren't going to tell anybody about that, Caleb. That was our secret. Yes, <laughs> you're right. You're right. But this is the best one by far that he's made, and I just wanted to appreciate it. He's, he's really he's really poorly in, like putting these together. This is the best one. So I just thanks, Paul. Thanks for yeah. thanks for increasing your game. Otherwise, I'm never going to acknowledge your comments ever again. <laughs> Jeffy All Daniels, right. thank you for joining the uh, CEO club, my guy. Um, Wad Zombie, dollar ninety nine. Is this SpongeBob referring to Sevon on the phone? No, it was Sevon on the phone. Uh, Toby Leron, Leron, euros, pounds, four ninety nine. My box owner thinks CrossFit should make cap mandatory for a pin for affiliates. What's your opinion, Souza? We're gonna hold that. I'm gonna come back to that. Um, Magnus, hang up on the crazy caller. I can't. He'll fire us. We got <laughs> we got Sleeky. Sleeky, I'm the weirdo who wipes down the counter or the sink in a public restroom slash gym restroom if it's dirty. Sleeky, I wish we had a bagillion weirdos like you. I do the same thing. It's it's just one of those things like when I'm done, wash my hands and I have that paper towel, I'll give everything a nice little clean wipe down, especially at the part of the sink when you would lean against it and get your shirt wet because ain't nobody like that shit. That's a day ruiner. It's a day ruiner right there. You're having a good day. You lean against the sink. Your shirt gets wet. Fuck. Right. <laughs> we have a uh, not a taxidermy deer shopping cart equals cup of coffee on the toilet. And then earlier he was like, how the fuck are you not getting this? Meaning the correlation between the coffee cup behind the toilet and the shopping cart. I'm right there with you. I put my shopping cart away all the time. I, I you know, I try to be conscious of opportunities where I can make contribution. And, and honestly, instance, go ahead, Kev. An instance where I would not put something back is if I'm going through like a department store and I found like a shirt that I wanted, but then I like have carried it all through the store to, and I found another shirt and a different part of the department store that I wanted, I would put the one that I first found where I found the new one and I wouldn't put the other one back. All right. They could sort that out. It's job security again, right? Yeah. Job security again. But yeah, I always try to be conscious of like opportunities that I could do that or make some sort of contribution when I can. I hope everybody looks for those opportunities as well. But I, I got your point. Trust me, I wasn't, I wasn't blind to, to your point. Okay, let's go. Sean Strickland gives a fuck. Things about Canada, but coming in here to that ovation, what does it feel like to be a, a hero to these people? You know, man. Now nah, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you guys something. And this is what the media doesn't understand when it comes to me and you guys and Australian fan. Let me tell you guys something. You guys don't care about me fighting. Yeah, me and Drykus, we're going to have a death match. Someone's going to get their hand raised. Someone's going to get their hand raised. But when have you ever seen a UFC champion, George St. Pierre, anybody else, Stick up for you fucking guys. I fucking do it. I do it. I am not chasing the Chinese check mark of Nike. Oh. I don't give up about that. Oh. I care about you guys. I care about you guys being free. 
I care about you guys having freedom of speech. Oh. I give a fuck about you guys. And I'll tell you what. You guys are fucking awesome. And I cannot wait for this man to fucking go to war for you fucking guys. Let's go. Let's go. Intense, dude. That uh, I, God, the more I see Strickland, like in his media bits and stuff like this, the you can't help but just fucking really like the dude, right? Yeah. Did you see him 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 on Theo Vaughn by any chance? Where he started crying, dude. Did you? So I watched that clip and then I wanted to go back and watch it with some more context. That shit was whoo. Really? Yeah. I really only yeah. saw the crying part and I was like. Hmm, interesting and i didn't so i didn't watch it but it was good there's like there's a lot of like build up to it because there's a lot of like him talking about it ahead of time hold on we we have this caller again here let's see caller hey, welcome guys, to the show sorry yeah. uh, listen uh, sean strickland fights this saturday evening in canada um he had the biggest upset in ufc history with his last uh, light heavyweight fight against uh israel adesanya uh, Israel's best striker in the history of UFC and Sean out uh, just stood toe to toe with them and fucked him up. If you want to see what that's based on, that clip, sorry, I should have sent you this too. The Alpha News has a clip of someone, one of the reporters asking Sean Strickland, how would you feel if you had a gay son? Mm. And Ooh, yeah. uh, it's a very point, it's a very poignant clip. Um, and there's a nuance there, right? If anyone has a gay child, you should fully accept your child. You should love your child no matter what. Absolutely. 100%. But, but the part that people are reacting to, and this, this is about the diversity thing and inclusion thing. It, it is, it is perfectly okay to be a man and not, and think it's absolutely disgusting to have another man's dick in your mouth. That is perfectly okay. That doesn't make you a bigot, a homophobe. It doesn't mean that we need, we actually need those people. We need men who think it's disgusting to have another man's penis in their mouth. We need that. That's, that's what's pushing the civilization forward. Does that mean you should disown your child if he's gay? Absolutely not. No, or but treat other people, people that are differently either. Or treat other people right, that are, even if they're not right. your family or your son. Yep. But there's people who have these intellectual uh, flaws that they're unable to or they're defensive. They're basically stuck in the matrix. They're stuck unconscious that they don't think the two can exist. And so to say that those people want diversity, they don't want diversity. They don't want the man who thinks it's disgusting to have a man with a penis in his mouth around. And, uh, and, and both are perfectly both are perfectly fine. Yeah, but if you find that clip from Alpha News, you will be blown away. It just came out also in the last couple of days. It's from the press conference at the UFC, and someone asked Sean in Canada about uh, the LGBTQ uh, T plus and yeah. CY. Caleb's got it here. Caleb's got it. Okay, thank you. Bye. All right, bye. All right, I'm flat. Uh, we've got a pretty supportive gay and lesbian community in this city. I did want to ask you about something you wrote a couple of years ago. You said, if I had a gay son, I would think I... Oh, look, another, another... I'm saying the swamp, you guys, the swamp. You become a champion, you become a star, and then someone says... Let me ask you something. Are you are you, are you gay? No, are you... Let me know, are you gay? Can I get an answer? Well, no, I'm asking... I'm, this is a part of... Are you, are you a gay man? I'm an ally of the community. Okay. If you had a son and he was like, you know, you had a son, he was gay, you'd be like, oh, man, you don't, you don't want a grandkid? No problem with it. Oh man, well, dude, you're a weak fucking man, dude. You're like, you're <laughs> part of the fucking problem. You elected Justin Trudeau. Like, would you fucking, when he sees the bank accounts, like, you're just fucking pathetic. And, and the fact that, the fact that you have no fucking backbone 
and and has he shut down your fucking country and seized bank accounts? You ask me some stupid shit like that. Go fuck yourself. Move the fuck on, man. Like that doesn't really coward. answer the question, but I did want to ask also things you said about the trans community. You said uh, this past October when they announced the Bud Light sponsorship that hmm. uh, we've got a pretty supportive game. Interesting. Is there some more to it? You go so hard on Bud Light in your next fight, they'll have to accept me or denounce me when uh, when they know what and we'll know what they stand for. Are you this guy's gonna, like hey, this Canadian is not that Canadian? Are you still going to use your fight time to kind of speak on that? <laughs> Here's the thing about Bud Light. Here's the thing about Bud Light. Ten years ago, to be trans was a what a mental fucking illness, and now all of a sudden, people like you have fucking weaselled your way in the world. You are you are an infection. You are the definition of weakness. Everything that is wrong with the world is because of fucking you. And the best thing is, is the world's not buying it. The world's not buying your fucking bullshit you're fucking peddling. The world is not saying, you know what? You're right. Fucking chicks have dicks. The world's not saying that. The world's saying, no, there are two genders. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, who they could fuck in school. I don't want my kids being taught about, you know, their sexual preference. that. I mean, he's got a point there in the sense of like he doesn't want his kids being talked to. I think every single parent should can have autonomy over how they teach their kids and what they teach their kids and when they expose their kids to stuff. That's their right as a parent. I also want to just make a quick uh, statement on what he said about um, when he was asked if his son was gay there. You know, I think what he meant by that was by not answering the question, he tried to shift the question to like, hey, you're going to ask me these things that are very trivial when you have some major, major shit going on in, in your country, meaning in Canada. And the reason, why, the reason why I think that we always pull back to those things is because they incite a lot of emotion in people and there's a great way to create some division. And once you have that division and people can't agree, we lose sight of the other major issues like they're dealing with the free speech thing and being able to, uh, the government being able to take control of their bank accounts or shut down their money and these things. Those things are way the fuck more important than worrying about some hypothetical situation just so you could play gotcha with some sort of celebrity so you could take that sound bite and then we could start to drag them through the mud. Because once that happens, and regardless of which side of the fence you should that you sit on, you should be starting to push away these trivial questions and really focusing, triaging, as they probably taught in that L1, right? If your back's all broken in your squat, you're not going to really worry too much about where your hands go on the back squat bar if you can't properly do it. So I really think that if, and if you guys find yourself in these situations as I, as I do, I usually tend to not answer those questions and then move on to something more important like why the fuck do we have this bullshit two-system party when it was never meant to be intended that way? And I think that a lot of this Republican, a lot of this Democrat stuff is the same coin with two different sides. And the reason why you know that is because the different things like the institutions like the Central Intelligence Agency and all these that really are pulling the strings here or the Federal Reserve or the central banks or the corporate media or the pharmaceutical companies, those people have the fucking stranglehold. The president is the next parrot or puppet that they put out there for a little bit. I know some of you guys are thinking Trump's going to be the savior, but his darling is on Wall Street just as the way everybody else is and maybe he might be better than the next guy but we need to break that motherfucking two system party apart because division creates more division and what we need to do is have somebody who is holding the government responsible to the people not the people being responsible to the government that's where we lost fucking sight because we started outsourcing all of our thinking 
We start outsourcing all of our thinking. Go to school. Go to public school. It's provided so mommy and daddy could fucking turn the wheel of the economy and have no autonomy over what's being taught with you because you're just going to public school. And then it would be really great if we called all the homeschoolers or anybody who thought alternatively weirdos. Because why would we try to understand what they were doing when we could just label them and move on so we could feel better about ourselves instead of really deeply understanding what the fuck is going on? And that's all I got to say about that. Okay, let's move on to the... Hey, uh, Forrest. What do you... What do you, <laughs> you like that? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just following it. Um, Heidi Kroom, homeschoolers are pretty weird. <laughs> When I was a kid, when I was a kid and I like ran into homeschoolers, I thought it was a trip. I just thought it was like so fascinating that these people just sat at home and learned stuff. Yeah, you wondered how like they got they got along in life. Not a taxidermy. When you're when you have the CEO of Chase Bank sucking you off, you know it's time to run from that candidate. Yeah, be very careful who those candidates are associating with and who they're being endorsed by. I'd rather have somebody. And here's the problem with that two system party is like once you're outside of it and you've seen this happen with Trump is you just get attacked and people aren't really willing to do any sort of research beyond what's being presented to them on the TV screen. So once that attack starts to happen from the matrix, if you will, um, you know, if we want to call it that, then then uh, it's hard to get yourself out of that light. Um, Let's go real quickly into uh, it's never over. Jesse Itzler. And I think this would be a good segue into this next clip here that you're going to see by Jesse Itzler. For those of you guys that don't know, Jesse Itzler is a serial entrepreneur. He's done stuff with, uh, I think it's like Marquee Jet. Um, he was also part of the coconut water uh, thing back in the day. He also created jingles for basketball teams. Go, Nick. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. He's also married to Sarah Blakely, who is the creator and owner of Spanx. Banks. And um, he had David Goggins come live with him for a month before David Goggins was David Goggins. I think that um, if you guys really want to listen to his podcast with Joe Rogan about that is great. And then he also wrote a book called Living with a Seal. They don't state Goggins in that book uh, by name because at that time he was uh, in, he was, he was active duty Navy SEAL. So um, anyhow, this is, uh, this is Jesse Itzler. If I need that buyer, it's never over. It's certainly not over with a no. I got thrown out of the NetJets facility. A year later, I'm doing $200 million in sales on their airplanes. It's never over if I need that account. Like, what are you willing to do to separate yourself from the other realtors, from the other lawyers, from the other trade show people, from the other clothing companies, from the 10,000 other physical therapists? If I need that buyer, it's never and most people, I think, just give up too soon. Uh, I could apply this directly to our behind the scenes. I would have assumed that everybody would have been in the camp that there's no way someone's ever going to come back and there's no way that we're ever going to create the behind the scenes again. We didn't necessarily accept that. Now, sure, a lot of things had to come into play. Obviously, Dave being a help to, to help kind of move that forward for us. As somebody on the inside, that, that's no surprise to anybody. But it, it doesn't matter that... We got a lot of no's. It doesn't matter that the rest of the CrossFit Illuminati came after us and said, hey, don't associate with these guys. Hey, hey, you know, athletes get rubbed the wrong way. Hey, we can't have them back there. And what happened? We kept pushing. We kept pushing. And we got there. And we were able to create 15 fucking amazing episodes for you guys. So sign up to be a CEO member right now so you can watch them. You like that? Caleb, you like that? Spun that right into a cell for our membership. Go sign up. 
I'm telling you guys, the 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 support has been incredible. It has been awesome. It has been humbling. But most importantly, we are now able to continue to do stuff like this. So please believe me when I say that we are using those resources to move the show forward, to bring more to you guys. That is that is the goal. Like when Tevon and I have these conversations in private, when it's not like he, he's like, hey, I got these uh, members here so I could buy this new car. Like he's literally already on to the next thing. Hey, can we pay so-and-so? Hey, can we send them out there? Hey, how could we do this? Hey, are we pushing enough? Are we innovating enough in these areas? And like Caleb was saying earlier, that's how we were able to bring you the mic'd up stuff, which was awesome for the things that you, if you guys like it in the NFL, I mean, fuck, I cannot tell you how cool it is. And I and I, I know I feel like uh, you guys are probably thinking I'm overhyping it now, but I'm not. Um, Promise. Chris, with supporters, made possible with supporters like you. PBS. <laughs> and thank you for it. Okay. Um, I wanted to... Do you, is there anything in that list that stuck out to you? I know I didn't put a ton of this stuff down. I mean, we could go to Cody Sanchez. We could talk about rich politicians. Um, or we could dive into a little bit about the NSCA case in a video that CrossFit made eight years ago. And uh, when I put the CrossFit Illuminati up there as the title to the show... I was thinking about walking us through um, this video here. And so, Caleb, uh, we're going to have to play the game a little bit with uh, start starting and stopping this just because it is CrossFits, and I'm sure they would probably ding us if we just let it roll. So let's move this forward. I just have a couple points that we're going to make in this, but I, I didn't get a ton of time to study. Let's move forward to 104 real quick, Caleb, <clears throat> please. That's perfect. We could start it right from there. Osman. I think in 2012 spoke of our relationship across the HQ's relationship with our affiliates as a, as a covenant. And he said three specific things that it was our role to do as, as our job in upholding that side of the deal. Okay. And pause it real quick. Support. And so when we were talking earlier about what HQ should offer the affiliates, we've talked about what Greg Glassman has said before. And this video was created eight years ago. And this is Russell Berger. Is that who this is? Yep, she, Russell Berger. Okay, yeah, I thought so. I was just like, for some reason, became really unconfident about that answer right now. <laughs> but yeah, so we have Russell Berger here. And um, he was referring to something that Greg said in the past. And this video is eight years in the past. So this isn't something that's uh, that's new on here. Okay, go ahead and play. The affiliates to develop and express the brand. And number three was to protect them. And that's what this lecture is going to be about. It's what we've done and what we've been doing to protect our affiliates from threats that they may not even be able to see or know about now. Okay, perfect. So I, I like this because if you're an affiliate owner and you are focused on providing the best possible uh, experience in the best possible CrossFit class to your people, it would be really tough to understand and to get involved with different litigation that's coming down from either state or a federal level that's trying to make what you do illegal. And what I mean by that is once the massive rise of the L1 came, the NSCA used to be the market shareholder of the certificate for personal training. They were the people. You wanted to be a personal trainer, you had to go down their path. And when the L1 started to not only deliver immensely more value, but it started to become more and more popular, they had to do something to gain their market share back. And now let's move this to uh, 204 real quick. Um, and this is going to be a bit of a teaser. So, cause I don't even know if I'll have time to really break this whole thing down, but we'll just get some key points to it. Okay. SM NSCA fellows, private contractors to the military and a couple of military personnel where they basically. 
basically got together. These are, these are academics and professionals of the exercise science industry got together and talked about CrossFit. And we have slides from their presentations. We know a lot of what they talked about and it's incredibly disparaging towards the CrossFit methodology. And is very critical of the CrossFit methodology mm -hmm. from this champ conference Okay, so keep it pause right there. So the importance of that, what and what Russ is saying here, is that if CrossFit were to come in with a superior methodology for training to to get people ready for the unknown and the unknowable, and they were able to get some military contracts, which seems to be the the work that Dave is currently doing now. We've seen all his photos on his Instagram and everything else of him um, doing L ones with these generals and with different parts of the army there. That that contract is fucking massive. If you were to get a contract with even one branch of the military, not to mention multiple of them, and they said, hey, we want to bake this L1 into part of our uh, training for either, you know, I'm not familiar enough with the military, Caleb would probably be able to know who would be trained for that. Um, but if they were to get that contract for the military in one branch, not to mention all the branches of the military, I mean, this would be a government contract that would be incredible for CrossFit. Basically, at that point, the affiliates and the rest of the L1s would just be fucking icing on the cake. Um, yeah, the, in, go ahead. The the military adopting this in a way would be it would be it'd be incredible. Not not only for just like the the knowledge aspect of people who join the military in the first place, because a lot of them have no experience whatsoever with um, moving, exercise. Like they just know, okay, I'm going to run and I'm going to do fucking push ups for as long as they tell me to do. And even then, like, it's not very adequate in, in any capacity. But if you can, if you can give uh, people that, that foundation, say, hey, okay, we're going to not, there's not just running, there's not just pushups, there's thrusters, there's front squats, there's push press, there's push jerk, there's um, snatching, there's uh, rowing and skiing and whatever the fuck. Um, you are giving them, just like anybody else, the, the tools to like move their body the way that it's meant to be moved and uh it just it provides a something that the military like needs essentially and and if you get that across every branch i mean we're we're a more prepared force we're more capable we're more uh agile in a way and mentally clearer and physically fitter so i i, I love what dave's doing and i hope that he can get it across all the branches because that'd be incredible yeah and um one of the things that came from this, and you guys will find out as uh, Russ goes back, and I encourage you to go watch this whole video in its entirety, uh, 29 minutes and 45 seconds here, that once those papers by uh, William Kramer, who was the um, professor of exercise science out of Ohio University, I should have more of my shit together to give you guys this. So I apologize if I give any misinformation as far as the actual facts of it, but they essentially falsified injury reports in a study that they did across it back in 2009. So that way that paper could circulate in this conference to essentially make it sound like it was dangerous and that it should not be um, pushed into the military at all. Um, and we're going to leave that one where it's at. I know I kind of um, came in there as far as a, uh, wanted to hype that up and we will i will get back to that at some other point as Sevon put me on the spot here getting my uh, own hour on the Sevon podcast network maybe we'll dive into that for the first couple of shows 
Um, but I just wanted to bring you guys to that attention and the importance of it. And like I said, I know I'm kind of leaving as a cliffhanger, but go watch it. Go watch it. And then that way, when we really break that down uh, in this uh, next episode, maybe next week or something like that, um, you'll be able to engage with it a little more thoroughly. Okay, so as we're coming to the end here, let's go ahead and um, let's go think about what it means when governments create policies. And let's just bring that little clip up real quick. It's actually just a still. So it's not a, and I do believe we're going to have uh, Russ on the show soon. That'd be dope. I'm actually just thought about that. I think I left him hanging. Fuck. Hey, when that happens, so I got to get back to him. Okay. Uh, stat of the week. This is from Valuetainment. Stat of the week. 99.9% of businesses across the U.S. are small businesses. And nearly half of all U.S. employees are employed by a small business. There are three. There are 33.2 million small businesses across America. Now think about what that means when governments create policies like minimum wage that much, that makes it much harder on smaller businesses. So this is also related to what we were talking about when um, Greg was talking about litigation and being able to defend the affiliates because governments make policies that affect the small businesses and most small business owners are super fucking busy and they don't have the time to understand what's coming down the pipeline and they put a bunch of confusing language in these policies and in these bills that they pass and then all of a sudden a new regulation comes and you either owe them some more money or you have to change the way that you operate and it's incredibly important that we have small businesses in America because we're going back to what we talked about last episode, which is if we don't have ownership, the standard in which we live by and our contributions in which we make to us, ourselves, and those around us become smaller and smaller and smaller. Without ownership, or as Tank would say, the illusion of ownership over a property and over the decisions that you're able to make, quickly, it's a race to the bottom. Because why would you give a fuck at that point? You're going to leave your shopping cart out and you're going to leave that coffee cup back behind the public toilet. You're not going to be like sleeking and wiping down the sink. And what most people don't realize is it doesn't take very long, maybe two generations, for people to completely have a different warped reality than what it was that they grew up in. And we're already seeing that here in the United States because most people grow up and we see all this stuff around us. We see this abundance. We have our iPhones. We have all of it. We don't realize where that came from. We don't realize that the work that that came in on. And it doesn't take much for that to change. So stay focused on your contributions personally to make the world a better place. And, and we'll hopefully get somebody to pay attention to these policies because I still don't even pay attention to them at all. I'm too damn busy. Okay, let's get that out of the screen. Too much. Too much. Too much. <laughs> too much. Um, okay, we have one more that we, we want to end on. Do we want to end on something kind of funny with the what the fuck moment with heat? A one app or do we want to uh go with luxury cars or rich politicians with cody sanchez caleb you get to pick let's do the what the fuck with he one app okay let's do it and then i'll answer those two questions i'll get back to the cap question and then philip kelly has a good question here um as well so we'll, we'll go with those all right this looks like fun when you go to the bathroom in Mongolia and you wipe your ass, do you roll the toilet paper or crumple? No, we crumple. Yes. But the, the like toilet like this, you know, like 
USA toilet, you sit down like this. Yes. Mongolia, you sit down like this. Very weird. It's very odd. Mongolish. He said he don't use toilet paper. Snow White. Yes, yes, no wife. Yes, he uses bidet. He like water in his butt. Very weird. Big enema. <laughs> Very weird. I don't know why. He so that's not normal in Mongolia. It's just you. No, no. Born with uh, not right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. And that poor dude that's just like chilling there. He's like, he doesn't speak English. His buddy's like, don't worry, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Okay, so um, we'll go back to Toby's question here for uh, 4.99 euros. My box owner thinks CrossFit should make cap mandatory for affiliates. What's your opinion? Here's my opinion. Anything that says mandatory on it should not be mandatory at all. There should not be any, like HQ should not have any hand in how I'm running my business and or my programming. If you're programming shit and you're having issue with it or you're programming too aggressively, you'll know that because the market will respond. Your members will leave. They'll tell you they're beat up. They'll tell you it's too aggressive. They'll tell you it's too wimpy. They'll tell you it's too much of this or that. And when you start to hear a ton of that over time, you'll know that your programming sucks. I don't think that cap should be mandatory. I don't think that anything should be mandatory coming from um, CrossFit HQ. The other thing that's always really hard to push inside the, the normal gym setting is the heavy days. If you just have seven sets of five back squat on there and that's the only thing for an hour, that's really tough to sell. And I'm not saying I disagree with that because I do think that when you do the strength, there should be an emphasis placed on that. But if your members don't leave sweaty, if they don't feel like they had some intense workout, what's going to happen is they're going to do that five by five by five by five back squat, five by five by five by five. And then they're going to go hop on an assault bike with their buddies and do some burpees in a assault bike. And if you Without, do too much, that becomes a problem. I don't, I don't know anything about being an affiliate owner because I'm not an affiliate owner. But mm-hmm. I do know that you guys are crazy busy. And if you are an affiliate owner, why? how do you have the time to worry about what other affiliates are doing in regards to their programming? If you're One, I think it's lazy if you're like, yeah, everybody needs to do CAP. Right. Um. But also fucking do better programming at your own gym if you're just like, I, that seems absurd. Yeah. Fuck no. What do you mean? Like you think it's lazy? Like you think affiliate owners should be like invested into their programming? Yes, absolutely. I think they should be invested in their own programming. I I, I noticed uh, there was an affiliate that I used to go to uh, over probably the span of a few years. Um, you, you notice that they just stopped caring about it. They're like, oh, we're going to program. 50 cal row, 50 cal ski, 50 cal bike and warm up and do like some pull up work at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it's lazy. It's really lazy. Um, If you are not paying attention to what you're programming, you're just saying, oh, this is a cardio day. Oh, this is a pull day. This is a push day, whatever. It's fucking lazy. Pay attention to what you're programming. Give a shit about what you're programming and give give members something that they feel like they're improving on and stop giving people fucking med ball slams three days a week. Well said. And I agree with that. I think that owner should be invested in their programming. They should kind of keep their thumb to the pulse of like their members needs. And I like doing my own programming because sometimes too, how it comes out on paper, like versus how you feel, you can make small tweaks throughout the week and you have the autonomy to like change that. And then you learn based off of that as well. And I think that if you're not kind of investing your time into that and you're just kind of outsourcing it, 
that is the product that you sell. You sell the experience that happens in the class and you sell them the workout that they do. And so you got to be careful outsourcing that because, uh, yeah, that could get messy quick. Um, okay. There is one other one, uh, uh, CTP camp with all due respect, McGregor is ahead of Sean Strickland with his mic skills. I think, yeah, I think I, Sean's had, Sean hasn't had as much practice as McGregor did, but McGregor, he owned it. He was great. I really, I like listening to him when he's on the mic. Even I watched the, what is it? Ultimate fighter when he was a coach, he did really well. So I'm, yeah, I think I think McGregor's had some more practice than Strickland, but he's working. Yeah, on. and I think they're kind of two different things, right? Like McGregor was a smooth shit talker, and he really knew how to like push people's buttons and stuff. And Sean Strickland seems to kind of be going a different direction when he has the mic. He's touching more on like you know civil issues that are happening. Um, but yeah, of course, McGregor is super smooth on the mic. Uh, our last question here, Philip Kelly, Susie, do you think most members and affiliates pay attention to the games and the games athletes? No, I don't. I don't think they do. Um, I can tell you right now, and I made this comment inside the uh, the thread of, of all of us there in the locker room, and I was like, nobody, I would be willing to bet that 70% of my members don't even know who Tia Terraklumi is. Tia Terraklumi? Whatever. That, yeah, see, yeah, we don't even know who she is. I don't even know who she is. Why the fuck do I care? Even the people that are at the top, it's like, I, I would say, no, majority of my members don't even fucking know about it and they don't care. And uh, the ones that the ones that do that do know about it, that are into it, it's great. I'll talk to them about it. Um, but even then, it's at a very like surface level. I mean, I, I, it's like it's funny, too, because sometimes I'll see like affiliate owners or somebody that be like, oh, my uh, gym does proven's programming. Like and I kind of have this the same exact opinion that Caleb had on that. So I'm just thinking to myself right away, like, oh, OK, so you just outsource it to a competitive program like what is what, yeah what is what is that doing for your members right and i think that in terms of crossfit athletes and crossfit games in general we're really like siloed in this small tiny little pond and we think that like oh we're like somebody in the world and i'm a crossfit athlete with seven hundred thousand instagram followers so i'm some sort of celebrity and it's it's not and for CrossFit themselves, I would say they need to start making the level one staff seminars the heroes. Those are the people that need a lot of camera time. Those are the people that we should start looking up to because they're great communicators. They're really great coaches. They deeply understand the methodology that is CrossFit. They know how to not only take a CrossFit workout and apply it to somebody to meet their needs where they're at, but they know how to take the understanding of the methodology and tell somebody about it to meet them where they're at and their knowledge of that methodology. Right? Remember when they were hot? What's that? Remember when seminar staff were like legendary people? Yes. Like you, every time, any anytime I like, I remember when I took my first L one. Chase was my was like the instructor for the L one, and I I was like, holy shit, this is this is the guy. This is one of the guys who teaches the methodology that I've been paying attention to for years, and finally I now have the opportunity to learn from this guy. I thought it was the craziest thing. Like I didn't even take a lunch when I was at, at either day of my L1 when I took it the first time because I just wanted to hang out and talk to Chase or watch him work out or see what they were ask any question that I had under the sun. I remember when those guys were primo. They were the coolest. And same yeah. thing when I met when I met uh, Joe Westerlin. I thought it was the same thing. I was like, dude, this this guy is the holy grail of information of anything. Like obviously he's like super smart and crossfit things, but he's had so much experience in everything else. He's, yep. he's, he's, he's has, he's well-versed in all facets of his life. He's been doing jujitsu for 20 years. He's done CrossFit for 20 years. He's like, these people are more than what like they're presenting 
they they have so much experience you just they're they're important to the community they're way more important than these fucking athletes are and we just need to uh, like expose them yeah philip kelly i love the games i'm just not that interested in the athletes of today as they are not the same as the old days they don't coach they don't own gyms they're just into themselves you have like so many back in the day you had marcus hendron across the board is that what his name is the guy yep. who's a, he's yep. a farmer and he the just farmer. fucking yep yeah you had everybody who was in the everybody who's in the, at the games was like a marcus hendron they were affiliated they they coached an affiliate they fucking worked regular day jobs and they fucking trained their asses off and now they're and then they were games athletes now you have these fucking dipshits who decided they're like i'm not gonna work i'm gonna fucking work out all day and i don't have to give back to anybody because i'm getting paid a bunch of fucking money yeah fuck you. i <laughs> nice getting what is that trigger level trigger level 10 we uh <laughs> uh i was talking about with seven the other day on the phone and i was like hey the real the reason why the the games was and used to be the ultimate marketing tool and maybe not the ultimate marketing tool that's giving away too much credit but a strong marketing tool for the affiliates and for crossfit was because you could see a very straight line from the affiliates like we just showed at the very beginning of the show with the um open announcement having uh being done inside an affiliate you know with the games athletes but around that community right to the regionals which in my opinion were kind of the smaller places where a lot of these affiliates would gather once a year because it was localized a little bit easier to get to you're most likely watching an athlete that you know or that you know of in your area and then to the games and then a ton of the people that were at the top of the sport at the games were either L1 staff seminars and gym owners themselves. So you have this really great loop, right? That I could look at the person at the very peak of the sport and be like, wow, they're an awesome coach. Wow, they own an affiliate. Wow, they deeply understand the methodology. And then that's going to tie it right back to the affiliates. That no longer exists. We don't even have that straight line from open to regionals to games. The season's all, I don't even know what the fuck is semi, a semi hard. And so now that we have that and it gets a little lost. And then we also have these athletes like how Caleb was saying that are no longer invested in the community the same way they used to be. They're more so just focused on their own personal careers. And I don't fault them for that. I don't, you know, it is what it is. They're athletes. They're out there trying to make the most of the time that they have. Um, as their popularity rises through the sport and what have you to selfishly use that hopefully to leverage for a little bit more of a long term. But I just don't think that that's the best marketing strategy anymore for CrossFit. Yeah. And I think that there was a lot of those other tangible things that were in there that made it powerful. And once those things went away, it just, it, 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 it lost its um, ability to actually convert and people into, into affiliates. But I still think that that can exist for CrossFit. You just mm -hmm. have to highlight the right people. So if we start highlighting, like we talked about, the flow masters, these L1 staff seminar people, we make them the superheroes of CrossFit. So that way, like what Caleb experienced when he went into his L1 with Chase Ingram was a little bit of this, oh shit, there's Chase. Like, this is the guy I watched. This is where I got my coaching stuff from. This is where, and then that way he went and learned from him. That mattered a lot, a lot more. Like my first L1 was Jason Kalipa, Pat Barber, Neil Maddox, and, and Miranda Alcrez. And I remember watching them. I knew that they were that they were like coaches and like everything else. And then when I went into the uh, L1, I was like super stoked to like to to go in there. Right. Uh, Audrey, do we love CrossFit or do we hate CrossFit? I can't figure it out anymore. Why is it got to be binary? Why can't we just discuss it? Non-binary. Why can't we just I identify as non-binary? Why, why can't we just uh, talk about it? Why can't I just give my opinions on how what I own a CrossFit gym where you work a CrossFit gym would be better suited for long-term growth and health. Do you know what I mean? 
Okay, I definitely have to go now. I am late. Caleb, any last words before we take off? No, that was great. Uh, if you want to watch behind the scenes, sign up to be CEO. If you want a CEO t-shirt, go to vindicate.com. If you want CA peptides, use code Sevon. Uh, beanies are sick. They're sick as fuck, dude. This one is kind of tight at first, but my big ass noggin spread it out and now it fits perfect. So if you want that one, that one's pretty good. PC head one. Bingo. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, I think we should have uh, Sevon back in the hot seat tomorrow morning. Um, we do have another uh, affiliate series show coming up. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. And happy Friday, y'all.